So now I want to share with you today is uh, uh, from the, we got three texts, three scripture texts that I want to, I want to, uh, actually two that I'm going to ask us to read first and then I'm going to get to my talk, okay? So the, the first one is Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1. It's going to show up on your screen. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1. And uh, the Bible says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, these are the people that have gone before us, these are people that have passed away, and they are now, the Bible says, are the witnesses that are surrounding us. Do you realize that, that you know, you're not only on your own, you have the presence of God with you. you got the Holy Spirit with you. But more than that, those believers who had gone before us, the Bible said that we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. That is something really awesome. Think about that. What does that mean that you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses? You know, if you read it in context, if you read Hebrew chapter 11, this author is actually listing all those incredible faith champions. This faith champions, plus many, many, many others he said that he cannot mention in the book, all those faith people, all the people that you know who believed in God, who are faith champion, who, are, who, who had gone before us, who are believers before, they are now also surrounding us. Just think about that. I want you to think about that. Are surrounding us. So you could be scared sitting at home by yourself, you know, and some of you have some, your dad, your mom that you love so much that gone on to be with the Lord. I want you to know that you are surrounded by them. These are the great cloud of witnesses. Do you know what they're doing? They're surrounding you to cheer you on. They're surrounding you to, to cheer you on in this race of faith. Especially this time, you know, you just, you just don't know what's going on. You just, imagine yourself as an Olympian running on a track and you just fell or that you just fell ill. Then that, you know, and, and you're just struggling on, your, on, your, on, your, on, your, on, on the track. You're struggling running on the track and, and all of a sudden, you hear this crowd just stood up by the tens of thousands, if not millions, just basically roaring and cheer you on. I want you to hear that in the Spirit because those who had gone before you, they are this cloud of great witnesses and they are surrounding you and they're saying, go for it, go for it, go for it. In Jesus' name, come on, you can make it, you can make it, you can make it. So these are the things that are happening in the Spirit right now, even as, I, as I'm speaking, that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Wow, what a sight. What a sight. I just want you to use your imagination. You know, faith is an imagination has to go hand in hand. So you cannot have faith with any imagination. And now I want you to use imagination. This great cloud of witnesses, they're standing up. They're just clapping, cheering you on. You're limping there. You know, soon you're going to have strength in your, in, your, in, your, in your leg, in your feet, in your muscles, you know, because the Holy Spirit and His angel is coming to minister to you, hallelujah, as you are limping along, they're ministering to you, and it's a supernatural ministry to strengthen your feet, to strengthen your heart, to strengthen your mind, to strengthen your resolve, and that you can go full speed again. And that's what we are, we are in. You are in that condition. Oh, believers are so blessed. We are so blessed. We are not just, we, we're not just, just, uh, just uh, 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 there to, uh, 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 by ourselves, running by ourselves, or even with community of believers physically. But you and I are surrounded 
by the great cloud of witnesses. This is so ever more important than ever before. Anyways, that's not what I want to preach about today. What I want to preach about is the next statement. Let us also lay aside every weight, every weight and sin. Okay, not just weight and not just sin, but weight, every weight, every things. The Bible says everything, every weight and sin which clings so closely. What is it in your life that it's clinging so closely to you that you cannot let go? Either it is clinging to you or you're clinging to it. What is it? Or is it them? Or is it plural? All this weight and sin that are clinging so closely to you. You know, the Bible says, set them aside. And we'll talk about it today. And let's run with the endurance, the race that is set before us. The key word here is run with endurance. Don't give up. We're here for you. Not only with the great cloud of witnesses, but I'm now telling you, I'm one of your cheerleaders. Say, go on, man. Go on. You can do it. It will happen. This is a great season of shift, and it's going to be awesome when you come out on the other end. You may not feel it sometimes, and I'll tell you, in the days to come, you might feel all discouraged because nobody's talking to you, but I want to tell you, I want you to remember that I'm actually yelling at you, you know, and cheering for you and say, come on, let's go. Let's go. You can make it. And, this, and not only me, but this, the witnesses that have gone before us. Let's go to the next scripture, then we can circle back to what I want to talk about today. Mark chapter 4, verse 19. The Bible says that the cares of the world, here it is, and the deceitfulness of riches. Not riches. A lot of people use this to attack riches. Riches is not bad. But there is not a lot of deception in riches these days. There's a lot of deception. And so, you know, uh, you know um, uh, if you ask some of the uh, people who, who have tasted some wealth before, they'll tell you that if you're not careful, you can be easily seduced and deceived. Because when you have riches, you think that you are okay. You think that you don't need God anymore. You think that you're Superman. You know, if you a couple of million dollars in your bank, you think that, oh, all is well. And you know, we don't know how deceptive it is. You know, for those of us who live in North America, in Canada, it's an amazing country. I thank God my parents decided to move here, you know. And it's such an amazing country. And we're so blessed, you know. We feel so safe in this country. But you know, friends, there's a deception there. It's just a deception. It's a de an illusion. Little, little COVID-19, get everybody all just out, bent out of shape. Season like this, hour like this, will remind us how deceiving our riches are in terms of it they can provide protection and security for us because i tell you this your money your wealth your riches cannot protect you can't even heal you the days may come that your money worth nothing is worth nothing you know I, I had a degree in economics some things that we're doing now can easily cause the cause an incredible amount of inflation means that the value of the money is going to go to to really nothing and so you know for those of you who come from south america or venezuela you know we have some folks in our church venezuela they'll tell you or even uh, mozambique or Zamb Z uh, zambia whatever he'll tell you that the the currency in the countries is actually worthless now to buy a bread will cost you a million dollars in some country and so you can have all the money in the world so what Right? 
season like that reminds us how deceiving and deceptive even our monies our money is and so there's a deceitfulness that caused people to chase this thing just imagine these people who live in all this country they chase to to get a million dollars before the the, the inflation just skyrocketed, skyrocketed in their countries. Just imagine this. And they say, well, I'm a millionaire, multimillionaire. Today, it's worth 20 cents. So what, what good is that? So there is a deception in riches. So the Bible is telling us that all this, all this, uh, would choke the word and prove unfruitful to us. Now, the reason I want to share these two scriptures is very simple. My idea is going to maybe last 10 minutes and then we're going to, going to sign off. You know, if you know some of the old timers and you visit them in their homes and you will see that they love to hoard, especially those people that are from the boomer generation or even prior to the generation. I know my parents are like that. They love to hoard and they will keep things that they would never use in boxes. So if you come to my home that I used to live in, you see that we have boxes, wall, like box, rows of boxes reaching to the wall that we never touch. We, we never touch. It was just there. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, we could, I could use this space to do workout, but, you know, didn't have any room. And yet we have boxes, boxes and boxes piled up. And you go to my father-in-law's house, you know, you'll see in the basement, there's this big corner just boxes everywhere all the way to the ceiling you know and they never really touched it and now they passed away they will never touch it again you know the reason they have this is because of the uh, hoarding mentality is because there is a fear that one of these days they're going to run out of money going to run out of uh, uh, food run out of materials and so at least they have something that they had kept from the past that they can bring it up to use it I can understand the mentality Especially those who have gone through war, you know, they have that mentality. You've gone through depression and the baby boomer, of course, they saw their parents, you know, gone through depression and of course they, they follow. But I want to tell you that they're hoarding and hoarding because they're insecure. And you walk into their house, you know, some of the homes, I tell you, they got like stuff all over the place that they'll never need, right? And, uh, but for these people though, on the other hand, they are rather simple in their heart. They don't need a lot of things to make them happy. They, they don't need a lot of gadgets to make them happy. They're very joyful. You know, they're, they're simpler in their soul. They're not, they're not, they haven't, they have not uh, taken up or involved in things that would steal their time. You don't see a lot of the seniors on, on, uh, on, on WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever all the time. You, you know, they, they sit there and drink their coffee, read a book, you know, chit-chat, you know. You hardly see them get, you know, tell you that, oh, I don't have enough time. They have plenty of time, right? Though they are hoarding everything, but in their lives, they are so simple. And so they have lots of time. On the other hand, modern generations, millennials especially, millennials are minimalist. You know what that is, minimalist? Which means you want to have as little as possible in your space so that you can breathe. <laughs> the furniture is thinner. You know, the, the, the couch is thinner. And the less, the better. Right? The less, the better. 
I have a bit of a millennial mentality. If you come to my home, man, I tell you, you know, there's stuff and objects around my house that I, you know, I just can't wait to throw them away. Sometimes I got my wife so mad, she's sitting right here, right? She's so mad, you know, and she's like, where's my stuff? So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't even stand it in our crawl space. You know, nobody looks at the crawl space, but I look at it. I want my crawl space to be absolutely clear of stuff. And you go to my crawl space, man, I tell you, it's clear. It's absolutely tidy, as though I'm living there. I'm not, but it's just, you know, I have that mentality of just decluttering. And, you know, we are uh, about minimalists of the millennials, on the other hand. In their life, they're very complicated. They're very busy. They're always on the phone constantly of different things. You think they're closing some major businesses, but you know, they're just on the phone scrolling away. And every time you talk to them, they've complicated. They're so busy. They're so busy. I don't know what they're busy about. They're so busy. And so, you know, either way, either way I, I want to encourage us today. Spiritually speaking, we need to start decluttering. We need to try. So the video that you've seen just now, it's a video of decluttering. Many of us cannot get close to God the way that we want to because of the many clutters in our life. We have so many things that we're involved in. More things that we should. We have multiple jobs. And because we have so many financial obligations, we have so many financial obligations because of so many things that we take on. You know, so many, so many stuff that we bought. And now we have to pay for the television. We have to pay for the car. We have to pay for this. I'm not trying to judge or condemn us. My point is that because of all that, our lives is absolutely cluttered. And so we cannot hear from God. We cannot push into the Spirit. So many things in our mind we want to take care of. But you know, I pray that in this season of isolation, it is a season of isolation, that we are practicing social distancing, that you would take it as an opportunity to do some spring cleaning. And it is spring today. I don't know if you know that we just enter into spring. Didn't feel it this morning. If you've gone outside, it didn't feel like we were in spring, but it is spring. Every time spring comes, many of our households, including my household, we do spring cleaning. We get rid of all the stuff that we don't need, all the old shoes, you know. Like we have boxes of shoes that we're giving it away. And you know, my, wife, my, my, my son inherited some of the shoes from, from uh, someone in our church that have fancy shoes that he never wears and his wife gets upset that he buys them all the time. But he, you know, we're blessed. I say to him, you keep buying those shoes that you don't want to wear. Just, just, just pass it down to my son, you know. <laughs> So, which is great, you know. And, and, but, you know, we're doing spring cleaning, you know. We, we're getting rid of the old clothing. And so we're trying to declutter our home. I pray that this is going to be the season that you too will de declutter. And so we're forced to, to stay home because of this COVID-19. But I think it's a blessing in disguise. In a sense, that now you have the opportunity to declutter. The opportunity to get rid of stuff that you don't need opportunity to just just create lots of spiritual space for yourself meaning spiritual time that you can pursue God you can pursue simplicity you can pursue humility you can pursue the things in the spirit I want you to consider what is it that we should consider removing or declutter today don't go to be too, so ambitious to try to clean the house pick one thing today 
Maybe next week, pick another thing. And then week after, pick another thing. And by the time we come out over the other side of this, this, uh, this social distancing period, Man, your life will be so decluttered. Ooh, you're going to have lots of space. But by then, be careful. Don't take on stuff. Declutter your life again. Just make sure it's clean. It's like, you know, we do spring cleaning every year. Because sometimes we take on stuff that we really actually don't need. We don't need those stuff. And so friends, I want to encourage you to consider one or two things today that you can turn to your wife and say, Honey, we need to get rid of this. Honey, we need to get rid of this. Go ahead and tell your honey. You know, don't tell them, we need to get rid of you. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a good decluttering, you know. Uh, but, you know, think of it. What are some of the things that had hindered you from studying the Word of God? Is it your video games? Is it your computer games? Is it your movies? Maybe it's time for you to declutter a little bit. What are some of the things that had, had held you back to do even the basic things like exercise because you're so busy. What are the activities that you and I have picked up over time that we really don't need to get involved in? Or obligation that we have taken, financial obligations, you know, we have taken on that, that we shouldn't. Things that stress us, things that stress our mind, take away our resources, take away our time, exhaust our strength. This is the season for you and I in forced isolation and it's through this soldier's distancing to get rid of. And just, you know, maybe you want to have a physical practice. You know, start decluttering your home and in that, God will begin to reveal to you what it is you need to declutter in your spirit life so that you can be clear. Now, I'm running out of time. I think I'm running out of time. We start at 10.30. And now it's 11, 11.30. So I'm going to speak for a few minutes. And uh, what I want to do is um, uh, I want to talk about what to declutter. My friends, let me tell you this, okay? Um, what you declutter um, depends on what your objectives are. It's very important. Don't just get rid of everything. What you declutter depends on what your objectives in life are. The things we remove out of our lives depend very much on what, what we're trying to achieve in life. As believers, I want to propose to us that our, object, our objectives should be to answer the greatest command that Jesus has given to His church is to love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then love your neighbor as yourselves. These are the two greatest commandments. So what is it that hinders you from loving the Lord your God with all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength? And then what is it that hinders you from loving, loving your neighbors, to take care of your neighbor? You're so busy, you haven't even talked to your neighbors. Neighbors mean some of the people that go to church with you, sitting right beside you in service. Have you ever talked to them? Have you loved them? Or you just come to church, now you can't even come to church anymore. There's, the neighbors aren't there anymore. But they, they could be there virtually, praise God. How many of you have called those who are alone by themselves that you know? Not necessarily just senior, but there's someone that is in your small group that you know they're single. They're living in a room on their own. They're immigrants from another country, perhaps, you know. Who had called them? This is called loving your neighbor. 
What about some of the seniors? What have we done with some of the seniors? Have we called them? You know, some of them have no, the kids are not around. Or the kids are far away. Didn't have children. We have a senior in our church that have no kids, no relatives, nothing. And if the people in our church doesn't go, go and visit, don't go and visit, she'll, she'll be staring in the wall all day, 24-7, every single day of her life until the day she passes away. That's really sad. But what is it that preventing us to do this? In this season, ask the Lord. If that's your objective, Mark chapter 12, if that's your objective, then I want to ask you to consider getting rid of those things that does not fulfill your objective. But if that's not objective, then God love you, God bless you, whatever it is. But the key is to declutter. You know, one of the most common lines that I hear people when I ask them to serve in the church is, I am busy. I believe them. Because in our lives, in the modern day, people are very busy about everything. On the phone, mostly. Busy with your video game, with your movies, with your Instagram, TikTok. You know, I'm starting to use TikTok a lot right now because I know TikTok is, is the next up and coming for the millennials, you know, TikTok, you know. Um, and then WhatsApp, you know, and for some of us older one, Facebook, you know, Shaka, you know, <laughs> uh, Instagram, you know, and uh, it's, you know, Instagram is old too now, you know. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know what's make, making, making you so busy, but I pray today that God is going to give you the courage. God is going to give you the strength. God is going to give you the ability to begin to declutter things in your life. Downsize it. If you're in stress, downsize. Do, you know, some of the people are doing the jobs that they hate. Mine, I tell you, downsize. You know, consider if you really need the big house. Do you really need the big house? You know, a lot of times I just feel like there's this pressure on me to get a big house. But I'm really happy with this little, little house that God had given me. It's great. I'm not saying I'm not gonna, ever going to move, you know. It's, it's, you know, the agreement between me and my wife. But do I really need a big house or big car? I'm actually considering downsizing my car. I got all this space in my car. Nobody sits in it. Such a waste of money. Waste of real estate space. I want to downsize my car. Some of you know the car that I have, right? Let's downsize it, my goodness, you know? And, 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 and decrease the, the, the monthly payment. You know, I, I want to tell you a story and I'm going to close. When I was, um, when I was in uh, after university, and I graduated, my dream was to leave home. Every, every young person's home is to have their own condominium, comfortable and nice, don't have to take of the yard, live like a hotel, have a condominium, and just do whatever you want. And so, you know, I've lived in my parents' home all my life, including university years, and even, you know, so, so when I started working, I just couldn't wait to get out of the house. But it wasn't a time, it wasn't, wasn't the right time, but I just had to, I had to go. I gotta go, you know. I can understand the prodigal son, I gotta go, you know. So I went. <laughs> so I went, you know, and, and uh, so I, I obligated myself with these nice condos. And then, you know, when you own a condo, you just don't want to live in nothing, right? You need to really deck up the place the way that you like it and imagine. So I spent tons of money buying new furniture, buying, buying a TV, a sound system that really can please me when I watch movie, you know, this sort of thing, right? Now that I don't have to worry about volumes, I can crank it up, you know, when I watch a movie, you know, and I, but, 
you can't crane nothing up if you don't have those gears. So I had to go and buy those gears. And so like I, and I got myself a new car, um, you know, a, so before you know it, my monthly obligation was a lot more than my income. Didn't even think about that. Didn't occur to me. So, I was living paycheck to paycheck and then have to tap into my savings. And thank God I have some savings. And I can see my savings shrinking really soon. And to one point that I really didn't even have enough. So I had to borrow from one credit card to pay for another credit card. Have you ever been there before? It was stressful. I couldn't even pray. I couldn't even worship. Every single thought was being consumed by this financial obligation. And so, I decided I need to do the right thing. One day I sat down. I said, God, I can't handle this anymore. So the Lord said to me, downsize. But I love this condo. I love the condo lifestyle. And, you know, that was like 30 years ago. And God said, just downsize. So this is what I've done. I downsize to the point that I live in a room of a broken home with cockroaches on the ground. And that was the beginning of the things turned around. All of a sudden, I have so much strength to worship, to get involved in church, to serve the Lord. And before you know it, guess what happened? Things started to turn around. I put away some money. And before you know it, God started to bless me. Because now I'm all decluttered and my mind is at rest. And I started to see opportunities like I'd never seen before. And I started to be able to talk to the Lord. I'm not worried about money all the time anymore. Instead of being consumed by money 100% of the time, I'm now just free. And so I declared in my mind, I declared in my life, and God set me free. And now I could walk freely. So don't go along with what people think you should have. 